Hello, listeners. Today, I'm honored to announce my guest. He's an NFL Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, the ambassador of Bet Pennsylvania, and the NFL's all-time leader in games played, Morton Anderson. Nice What's to have you on, on today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, many people may not really know your story, right, on how you, like, came from Denmark to the United States. So why don't you, like, give us, like, a brief rundown? I know you you talked about it in your Hall of Fame speech, but just kind of give us like a brief rundown of like what led to your decision to come to the United States and then um, just kind of how you fell in love with the game of football. Yeah, I was 17 years old and uh, I think my parents kind of pushed me towards, I was very involved in sports in Denmark, soccer, handball, team handball, uh, gymnastics. I think they were kind of looking for me to widen my horizon and learn a different language a different culture and this opportunity through uh, Youth for Understanding, which was an exchange organization, presented itself and I applied and got accepted. And um, and that's really how I ended up. Um, the program was designed to take students from all over the world to the United States for 10 months, integrate into a family, an American family, let them go to high school, learn the language, and then go back home and tell other students about it and hopefully get them them excited about doing the same thing. My uh, uh what happened to me was a little unique because of uh, because of football and kicking. And literally a couple of days after I arrived in Indianapolis um I was asked to kick a football which I didn't have a big interest in obviously because I was I didn't know the game. Um I was hoping for soccer or something else and uh, I tried it and uh, the ball flew high and straight man and uh, you know (laughs) here we are 40 some years later talking about that fateful um, 19th of August when I landed in Indianapolis and uh, it's been truly an American dream for me and anything's possible man if you are open to the opportunities and to 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 new challenges and and you have a little bit of talent and you're willing to work hard for sure so you know obviously you know like the draft is coming up on Thursday so uh you know following your college career at Michigan State you know you kicked a 63-yard field goal against Ohio State you know amongst other records you were selected in the fourth round by the New Orleans Saints which is my favorite team obviously in the fourth round of the 1982 NFL draft so why don't you just take us back and uh Tell us about your draft experience. I'm sure it was a lot different than the way it is now. So I think the listeners would love to uh, hear your take on it. Well, 1982 was the infancy of ESPN. So Chris Berman had just started, and they had just started broadcasting on television live the uh, the draft. But it was nowhere near what it is today. Obviously, it was it was pretty uh, benign and basic. And, uh, I lived in a uh, in a house on Evergreen Street in East Lansing with five other guys. It was a uh, it was an animal house, pretty much. It was uh, the kitchen was a science project. It was uh, not a place I um, spent a lot of time. Um, the kitchen, that is. But we had a big party, a big draft day party. Uh, I was projected to go anywhere from the second round to the fourth round. So at we started in the morning. We had a big keg of beer. We invited the local press, the local media, and it was kind of an open house all day. And nothing really happened until late afternoon. At this point, the the the, the keg was floating, 
<laughs> people are sleeping. A lot of people have come and gone and say, ah, oh, it's not going to happen for you today, man. Maybe tomorrow. And I was kind of getting discouraged. And then at about 5.30, the phone finally rang, and it was Bum Phillips who said, hey, uh, you like country music and Budweiser? That was the first things he said to me. <laughs> It is. Yes, sir. And uh, he said, well, come on down. We just drafted you uh, to be our new kicker with the Saints. And that was literally uh, – I, I had to pull out a map uh, to look at where New Orleans was. I had never heard of New Orleans, had no contact with them. I had spoken to the Cowboys a lot, the Giants, the Bears, and, but nothing, no communication with the Saints at all. So I was very wow. surprised that they uh, – yeah, that they picked me. Right. Well, you ended up spending 13 years there and uh, ended up being the team's all-time leader in points. You were also the Atlanta Falcons all-time leader in points. So, uh, you know, what's it like really going from a team that you spent 13 years on, right, and then going to a team like the Atlanta Falcons that you played against, really, for like, you know, your whole career? What's that like kind of switching teams after spending, for, for most people, would be like two careers worth, you know? Well, it was, it was kind of interesting because after 13 years with New Orleans, I was told that I was a de declining player and that um, I didn't have much to offer. I couldn't hit the long ball anymore. And that's, you know, that, that got me motivated. I didn't say much. I just let my left foot do the talking. And I actually, in 95, when I did go to the Falcons, as has been documented uh, thoroughly now, I set all kinds of NFL records for 50-plus-yard field goals in a game, in a season. And uh, so I think that critique of my performance or lack of was uh, put to bed pretty quickly. Um, I, uh, I performed at a very high level in 95, made the Pro Bowl. And, uh, you know, sometimes change is good. I, had, I, I did not envision myself going to another team. I thought I was going to finish my career uh, with the Saints. That was my desire, but, you know, fate had a different idea. And, and uh, sometimes change is really uh, revitalizes you. It, it, it's healthy. It's, uh, you shouldn't be scared of it. And so I, uh, I embraced it. I embraced that uncomfortable, that change and, uh, and, and flourished. Yeah, you definitely did. So, uh, you know, February 4th, 2017 was the day you were selected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Can you explain kind of like the anxiety of just waiting around to see if you would end up being selected or not? Well, there wasn't much anxiety because I, I had been a finalist for four years. So I had been through the process um, several times before. Um, so there were... There was no great expectation. I knew it was a very tight squeeze. It, it was uh, very difficult to punch that ticket. I mean, a lot of worthy guys, some had been waiting a lot longer than I had. So I felt I belonged, but also knew that a lot of other guys belonged. And there were only so many, uh, so many spots. So if I had been left out, I would have been, you know, I, I would have been, I would have said, hey, listen, I, you know, those guys are really good too. Yeah. You know, this is the top of the top here. So um, when I did get the knock on the door and David Baker stood there and said, Hey, welcome to the hall of fame. That was a pretty powerful moment. And it's been documented, you know, videotaped and uh, you can go on YouTube and look at it. It's, it's an emotional uh, thing because it's, 
you know, it's a conclusion of a long career of, uh, you know, most guys when they get in, some are shoe-ins, some are first ballots. You can't argue, you know, they're, they're legendary just because they were so good. Um, I, was a, I was a player, I felt, who changed the position and the way that people looked at the position. Um, and I was relevant in, in historically in my time when I played and dominant and changed the way that we played that position. And now other guys are really good too. So, so I felt based on, on my performance over a long time, over 25 years that, that I did belong. And so other people thought so too. So I was, I was very pleased. pleased. So uh, what kind of things have you been up to since retirement? Just can kind of give us like a rundown. You still around the league much or. Yeah, I do some things with the NFL and with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, obviously, and with the Legends community uh, through the NFL. I have a company, Morton Anderson Global. We do event planning. Uh, We do high-end golf trips for business guys all over the world. We have uh, European guys coming to the U.S. and U.S. guys going to Europe. And so I've been doing that for about 13 years. I do some business consulting. Uh, I have a uh, I'm brand ambassador for, uh, as you mentioned earlier, for in, in the betting space, and um, so I've really enjoyed that. I do a lot of public appearances, a lot of public speaking on um, motivational and humor, and I've written a book. I've done a movie called Gold Jacket about my whole experience there, and. Um, you know, sometimes I write guest columns and blogs, and we have a nonprofit that helps our military, our special ops guys, called the Morton Anderson Family Foundation. So that's been busy. My wife and I have been busy doing that. So, you know, really uh, as busy as I want to be, um, that sounded like a quote from Rodman almost. <laughs> Not as bad as I want to be, but as busy as I want to be. Right. Uh, so it's been it's been really fun engaging in a passionate way out there doing things I love to do and uh, and then I have two boys one in college one in high school and they're in sports so that's been fun supporting them and uh, yeah it's been a, a busy life. Awesome. Have you gotten to like hang out with Will Lutz obviously on the Saints at all or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, Will and and Thomas Morstead uh so Will and Thomas were good friends and Every time I go to New Orleans, I try to see them and go watch them practice a little bit and just hang out. And we're friends on uh, on Twitter and follow each other. So it's been uh, he's he's a he's a very talented young guy. He'll be around for a long time. And Thomas, of course, has been around for a long time. So they they do a great job. I've actually gone on the record saying that Will Lutz is the second best kicker in Saints history after you, of course. It's kind no, of no, surreal it's that I'm actually sitting here talking to you. It's just he's like right crazy. up there, man. He's right up there. He's right up there. It's crazy. But uh, thank you so much for uh, giving me your time today. Um, I've been a lifelong fan of yours, so this is absolutely just Awesome, crazy. man. Stay safe, okay? You too, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Day. Appreciate you, brother.